Welcome, welcome everyone to Avopod Podcast, our special segment called Giving You the Business. Where we help you make your dollars make sense. Make your dollars make sense. And we have a special guest on with us today. Her name is Tara Lynn Towns. Now, Tara is the CEO of the Bullying Buddy LLC. She is an impassioned speaker, author, motivator, inventor, developmental therapist, with a master's in family and human development from Arizona State University. She has over 20 years of seasoned experience working with women, children, families as a whole. With a BS in child development and many years of professional life coaching and counseling, Tara is a passionate being. She is passionate about being positive and an example of love and acceptance to all mankind. Tara Lynn Towns, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> now, we're going to jump right in because I'm excited. I'm excited. I know a little bit about the bullying buddy, uh, having been introduced to you maybe about a year and a half or so ago, and it has been something yeah. that has always been just, just for me, exciting. Tell me a little bit about the bullying buddy. What is it? What does it do? And, and, and what can it help us with? Thank you guys for having me. First and foremost, I totally appreciate the opportunity to share the bullying buddy with you guys. So the bullying buddy is a cutting edge patent pending anti-bullying safety app. I know it's a long title, but anyway, (laughs) so the bullying, bullying buddy is patent pending because it has a very special button on the app. The app reports, it records the bullying and the violations in real time and an alert is sent to admin and the parent immediately so that something can be done in zero time about the bullying and what's taking place with the kids. It also has a tracker on it. So you know exactly where your child is when this is taking place and so does the school. And so it can be stopped as you see the theme of how it's going to help us and what it's going to do and how many lives it's going to save. Um, It also is a very, very, very credible being that uh, it is, you know, captures video and pictures in real time. So it's credible data that we are collecting through this. The CDC reports an average of 5,000 children per year take their lives between the ages of 7 and 17. And half of those cases are related to bullying. And I beg to differ because I know that there are so many children, adolescents who do not report because they are afraid to, or they just don't know how to, or they just don't know what to do. The app, this is why I named it Buddy. It's a buddy to the user. So you can uh, report anonymously, or you can expose the bullying. There's also a chat room within the app where you can, the user can communicate with their parent. They can communicate with admin. The bus driver is alerted when there's violations taken place on the bus. I mean, this app does so many things, but the bottom line is it's here to empower the user, whether you are the bully, whether you are the receiver. And we even put a place inside the app for the watcher. These are the kiddos who stand around and film the uh, bullying taking place. And then they put it on social media. And then the child also becomes traumatized in the technical world on all of their medias, which is the number one right now leading right. type of bullying, which is cyber bullying. Cyber bullying. So we have 
we have thought of everything with this app. Wow, that's amazing. Because uh, oftentimes when we think of bullying, at least for me, it's almost, you think of it in a comical kind of right. non-harmful like a, little rascals kind like a, of Like thing. a frat house hazing right, kind of right, thing. Right, right, right. But the fact that kids are losing their lives from being bullied, I mean, that, that's this is an amazing thing that you're doing. So during the pandemic, do you think the pandemic has uh, created more of a sense of urgency when it comes to bullying and overall mental health for young people? Yes, I will say this, it's sad to say, but during the pandemic, obviously we became a virtual world, right? And then we also took our kiddos out of their social environment where they get to be them, connect with other you know, uh, kiddos and, um, and just have fun and live. So we had to all be in the home. Everything converted to an online situation. So there are a lot of frustrations within our youth who've had to go through this. Heck, there's a lot of frustrations within the parents. <laughs> you know, we all, all of a sudden be, became yes. teachers. Right. You know, with the math, the new math that's out there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a different math, by the way. That's a different math. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm, you know, saddened by the fact that the bullying, the online cyberbullying went from 67% prior to the pandemic to 87%. Wow. And also in Nevada alone, just in, in Nevada, there were 18 kids that took their lives between the ages of 7 and 17. Our app, it, it provides the services for the users from kindergarten all the way to high school and then we have an adult version so. so this is an this is an app that you'll download on your phone right so yes. the, the the children would have it as they go to school right because yes. every every kid has a phone nowadays right right you're in kindergarten right a bottle in one right hand and, and a phone in the other <laughs> there, <it is. laughs> there you go i don't there know you. if you guys can see it the lightest there it is it's the bullying buddy right there this is on okay ios and and Android, Android and iOS. Okay, great. And so everyone has to have one. You mentioned the bus driver would have the app on their phone, and, and I guess school officials would have the apps on their phones. Parents would obviously have yes. the app on their phone, and they would download it. Mm -hmm. And when someone's in a situation, they can hit a button, and people would be notified. Yes, it's called the EBB button, the Emergency Bullying Button. And it is uh, voice activated for really? um, people who cannot grab their phone in, in, in a matter of time, but um, it's voice activated. So all you have to say is emergency once you go into um, the app and it will instantly take it to recording. Um, and it records obviously audio and it records um, visual and it immediately sends the alert. Now in the app, there's the teacher, there's the admin, there's the parent, there's the student and there is the bus driver. And so when the app is in the schools, and this is also, we'll get into that for people who still are homeschooling their kiddos like myself, but their kids go to places that are now open to kids being together. Because remember now we have all of this suppressed frustration mm -hmm. and now we're going out into public again. So there has to be a, a support system for these kiddos re returning to the way that they used to live, which is now going to still be very different. So within the app, everyone is in there. There's a place for everyone. 
And then you just, once again, when you have to report something, when you, there's an emergency, it also allows, if you're in a dire emergency, like if you're getting jumped in a bathroom or a lot of different things uh, taking place to you and no one's around, you also can voice activate for the police to come right where you are. So this is just, once again, it's cutting edge. There are certain apps that you know kind of do a little bit of of what we do, but we have compiled them all together and then obviously have taken it to the next level. That's why we're patent pending. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I know you personally, but somebody who doesn't know you would be looking at you right now and saying, this is more than just a business opportunity for you, right? Everyone wants to make an app. Right? It's all about the apps, right? App, 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 app. Everywhere you go, everyone's got to have an app. But yeah. This is more than just a business for you. I mean, your background in counseling and so forth uh, lends to this, but this sounds like a passion and a personal experience. Um, what made you develop this app? Well, I'm a mom before all of my many titles, first and foremost. And I have a son who was born with dwarfism. And unfortunately, the world is not you know, teaching or training our children how to accept and receive someone who is diverse. We don't use the word disability or special needs over here. We, we use beautifully diverse because I feel, I always say this, we are all special and we all have needs. So you know what, are we all special needs, right? It's a different ability. So my son was born with dwarfism, which you know, if most people don't know the clinical terminology is achondroplasia, it means that he's going to be little. So having that, having been born with that, the students in his school when he was little, little, thought that he was a preschooler in the first grade. And that's where his bullying journey began. And when I say they were brutal, they were brutal. Even though I love the bully, I love all the babies because they're just that. And we need to step into place and allow them to learn how to accept someone that doesn't look like them. But when my baby came home with missing skin on his mm. chin and his hands from mm. them stepping on the back of his feet and stealing his lunch money and different things like that, or bullying, not stealing, bullying for his lunch money, holding things above his head purposely. Mm. How frustrating when you're little, we take that for granted, but when you're little, and you want to be independent like everyone else around you and you're reaching for things and they're holding it purposely above your head. I mean, he just went through a very, very frustrating experience. And so that when he came home with that missing skin, I went up to the school and I, God has a calling on all of us. I thought my calling was something else and it was exactly this. And then I began as I began to go out and do different things. Um, in the community, other mothers started connecting with mothers who actually did lose children directly, you know, working with them and supporting them. We started a nonprofit organization called Tiny Be Mighty, and I wrote a book called Tiny But Mighty, and then the app came into play. So it's just been a catapult of different um, things that have come about, but I all know that they, I know that all of them are, are for the purpose of advocating for this topic and this subject and this epidemic. Right. So go ahead, Mike. So, uh, Terry, you mentioned, did I misunderstand? Did you say there's an adult version of this app as yes. well? Could you yes. talk about that a yes. little more? Absolutely. 
So we know um, that, and it's called Stomp. It's behind me, the red boot. <laughs> <laughs> We're stomping out that behavior. Right. But uh, Stomp is when, when um, you know, I started speaking about the idea of, you know, the app, the intellectual properties came to me. Um, I began to realize that people were reaching out. I wish there was an adult app. And I began to realize that if you don't correct the bully when he's little, guess what? You're going to have a big one, a big bully when he's an adult. So I realized that, yes, (laughs) I realized that there's so many genres of um, violations in our nation and in the world. And so the stomp addresses corporate bullying, human trafficking, racial crimes, um, domestic violence, and elder abuse. I've had people reach out. Mm -hmm. And, And yeah. We, we, we don't want anyone on this planet to be violated anymore, nothing to be done about it. So right. within, within STOMP, you have an ESP button. So that's emergency safety button. And it also addresses collegiate date rapes, collegiate violations, things like that. So now, once again, you pick four people plus yourself in the app. So you can have your husband, your wife, your spouse, a coworker, whomever, your, yourself. And when you're being violated, they will get the alert that something has taken place and they can immediately know your area. Uh, I, I think about our um, African-American men who get pulled over. And I think about, you know, how that phone, in, in my clinical opinion, the phone, pulling out the phone rises the tensions between the two parties. And a lot of people don't have to die because of that. And so now you can be recorded and you don't have to pull out a phone. You can just say ESB or emergency and you have your watch on. And guess what? It's being recorded. Even if it's just the audio of what's happening, you can get a lot of information from the audio. You can say someone's name. They can respond lots of things. And then once again, there is um, the same uh, emergency button that can contact uh, 911, so you don't have to wait, even if you're calling the police on the police, or even if you're in the middle of a domestic violence situation, we use we lose a lot of women and men, not just women, because they're in the height of it. They How can they, right? They pick up a phone, you're being violated, but you can have your phone activated hearing everything. While it's recording everything, it's alerting those people. So they can now come to your home or send a police to your home to stop the violation. So this is this is here. This is it's very dear, near and dear to my heart uh, because it's it's a mission. It's not really a business, although we are getting such an amazing response. I I, I can't even. I don't even have any words for it. How many people are reaching out? Very interested, and um, we're partnering with a lot of different organizations, people, companies, schools everything it's it's just really really awesome and, and truly blessed to be a part of this I Mike, feel. this 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 is game changing it really is right it really is it's like all it's a shame that we live in a country or in a world that's become so mean or maybe it's always been this mean i don't know that you would even need this but this is phenomenal this is game changing i knew just a little bit about yeah, about your <laughs> origins, and I'm hearing all of this new stuff, and I'm like, wow, it's all a, of it's this. It's amazing. It is amazing. But I do have to ask one question. I know 
that um, you talked about how you had gone up to the school after, you know, after you'd gotten a, a call notification and uh, tell the truth. You went up there and you was, you was like slapping people out, right? You your neck was going, come on, Terry, tell us the truth, right? No. You were jacking people up. You went up to the school like, not my son. <laughs> no, but I, but I, I was definitely firm. I was um, <laughs> definitely I firm. We cannot combat. We can't combat, you know, violence or violations with being violent or trying to violate. However, on the ride over, since I'm a believer, strong believer in the Lord, I definitely had to go to him on that <laughs> ride over. I'm not gonna. Right. That's the truth. How we feel as parents, like you don't want your baby to be bullied, but you don't want skin missing. Now that's right. a little bit mm-hmm. more, yeah. Right. Then and then have him not even want to go to school or not even for extreme cases, children who don't want to be here anymore because someone right. else and their kids. Oh right. my goodness. But yeah, I went over there very, you know, I was very mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. when I went very over strong, there. very firm. Yeah. <laughs> very strong. And the t- I, what I love though about his school was in Irvine, California. And the the principal was, what do you want us to do? How do we do it? And I said, you know what? I would love to speak to the class and have him voice his opinion in the class. And let's take it from there. She allowed that to happen. And that is what birth Corey and I speaking all over everywhere. But he is a speaker, as you know, Ken, and Mm -hmm. he started speaking at seven. He's now 13. And he, he just prior to the pandemic getting very, very serious in South Dakota, um, he spoke in front of 950 children. So that is a beautiful thing that came out of this, that he used his pain Mm -hmm. and he put his pain into use. And now he's powerful because of his pain and empowered. Now, I wish you could have, you could, you could have met me, Corey. Um, Next time we'll have you back on with me because he is a phenomenal, phenomenal young man. I would love to see I mean, him. the poise and confidence in telling his story in front of hundreds and hundreds of kids, that is a powerful and impactful event. Well, look at his mom. What do you expect? <laughs> Wouldn't expect nothing less. <laughs> that apple didn't fall far. But I mean, if, if there are schools out there, uh, organizations yeah. out there that have a problem or think they may have a problem when it comes to bullying, um, especially during this pandemic, especially during Mental Health Awareness Month, I mean, get in touch with Tara and figure out how to get her and Corey to come speak. Right. I mean, it is it, it is so, so impactful, especially when it's coming from a young person yes. to other young people. Right. Right. Because a lot of times they tune us out. Right. 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 They they do because yeah. we don't know, you know half of what they're going through. And we right. old, we, we old folk. Um, just, and that's us. I'm not talking about you, Lynn. Tara, Tara, that's just us. We old, right? <laughs> you, you look like you look thirty five or something like that. So, 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 Tara, um, you said you're in the process of launching the app or both apps. Is it going to be a national launch, or are you starting on the West Coast, or how is how is that going to work? Yes, there's because it's airspace, it's technology, so we can we're launching one time and it's all over. And just to let you guys know too, I got um, a call from a Dean in um, Johannesburg and you know, it just, you just learn and grow when you're attached to things that are going to produce shifting, positive societal shifting. And so basically 
um, they're having a bullying issue to where young men who are albino are taking their lives like a lot. This like is in South Africa? Mm-hmm. In Johannesburg. Johannesburg, South and Africa. So, um, mm. Basically, they're, they're interested in the bullying buddy, and we are going to expand it worldwide. I also had a hospital, a psychiatrist reach out to me from Portugal. And um, we also have, we're just, this is my point is that it's worldwide and the stretches is, is huge and the app is huge. And once again, we have both, we're treating from the age of four all the way up to a hundred and plus or however long people live today. <laughs> and uh, we're not playing and we're here to stay and we're here to save lives. Wow, this is great. This is definitely, definitely, definitely great. Now, let me ask you, um, if I can, you mentioned, you know, the the high rate of suicide amongst kids uh, that are being bullied. Um, You've worked with some some families that have lost children uh, to bullying Uh, and without obviously, you know, detailing who they are specifically are. What would you say to a family that maybe we're not aware of right now that has lost a young one to bullying or even just depression because of what we're going through in the pandemic? Well, I would say to anyone who has lost someone that the process of getting through losing someone is just that and trusting that process. And I'm a believer, so I'm, I'm definitely representing God in this because that I'm a mom and I can't imagine. And when I sit with another mom who has, I say, Lord, I need a, a strength that we can't even, mm. you know, imagine to get through this process to help someone else. And he's given me that. But my point is, is that when we think about uh, depression and mental health and just the pressures, it's talking, it's speaking, it's getting it out. Because what happens with kids and just people in general, when they're truly suicidal, they become, uh, they retract and that could be normal where parents mix, you know, oh, he's just being a teen. Oh, she's just being a kid. Oh, she's just frustrating. But when they retract completely and the communication line is cut off and they begin to make peace with things, you, you must stay attached to how your child behaves and, and in tune to how they behave because they will start giving things away. They will ask for in a couple of the cases they ask for their favorite meal and it was breakfast at dinner time just kind of strange behavior so what i would say to any parent who has lost someone first and foremost god bless you because it's going to be a journey but be realistic that it is going to be a journey don't force yourself with your emotions let them come out the way that they will and and they are going to and just at first have peace with that because the road not going to sugarcoat it is not easy. I, I don't know this feeling. I'm around this feeling. I lost a baby, but not someone that's been in my life for nine years or 10 years or 12 years, horrifically due to another child or children, which is even more um, horrific and, and, and leaves you really, it, it just leaves you behooved. Like how? Right. So I would say that to them, knowing it's a process also to it's easy to shut down when you're depressed. The, the thing that I encourage people to do, even when I'm working with people who, if, if it's not bullying, if it's just life in general, is to 
once again, not face, not force yourself to face everything all at once. Things, you must spoon feed your emotions so that you can coddle them one by one so that you can address them one by one so that they become less and less and less. If you go in like this, this, this is, this is making me upset. And this is, it just sounds like that. Even when I'm talking, it's so much stress. So to reduce that is to face things little by little. A question I ask people when I begin to work with them, I say to them, if you had an emergency and I had to apply pressure, which situation would I be applying the pressure to immediately? And that already calms down the situation because it makes them choose one, one first, one thing at a time, one moment at a time, one day at a time. And eventually the things will start to say, okay, we're not going to do this to you mentally because you are taking control now of your emotions versus them taking control of you. Right. Now, speak to now the young person who is feeling these things right now, either they're being bullied or or they're depressed, uh, speak to them now and say, this is what you should do. Yes. First of all, I want to say I love you and people love you and you need to know that. And you need to know that as a child, things seem so like, oh my God, it's the end of the world because two people are not liking my hair, but it's not the end of your world because of that. And so just speaking to them right now, it, it just warms my heart. They need to know that they have, that's why I named it the buddy. They need to know that they're not alone in this. The first thing I would say to them, as I'm saying, is I love you and you're not alone. And that's what our parents must do with these kiddos because it's not like it was, you know, my dad says, oh, when he's 81. Oh, when I was a kid, we just punch the bully in the nose and he would never bother anyone again. I'm like, right, dad. But today people come back to school with guns and knives and, you know, you have social media. He's like, whoa, I can't even fathom that. Right. So imagine someone nine trying to fathom it. Speak up is the next thing. This is what this app does. Mm -hmm. Speak up. It gives you your own voice in a place where you feel secure, which is in the app. Speak up to your mom. Speak up to admin. Your violations will be reported and people will now see that you're not lying, that you're not exaggerating, that this is really going on and know that you matter. Know that you matter. Pray, meditate, journal, do things that make you feel good, that relieve these stressors. But most importantly, tell your parents, tell someone that really, really loves and cares about you that you're going through this. You're not alone. That's the major message, if I can get anything across, is that. That is some phenomenal advice. And, you know, Ken and I, our kids are adults now. But I wish I would have had this insight when my son was in school. Because I think he went through a little period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, my uh, daughter my daughter did too. Yeah. I was, I was ready. It's, it's funny how, um, as a parent, and this is why I joke with you about when you went up to the school, right? Um, I know you were very strong, but you were you were classy and beautiful. It's funny how, as a parent, right? You you know you go into that that mama mama bear mode, right? And I remember thinking one time when my, one of my daughters had this experience, she came home. I literally went through the process in my brain very calmly. Okay, I need to go kill somebody and then come back home and make dinner. Yes, boy. 
right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's really, you know, the thoughts I was having, and I had, we've had friends that have, their kids went through some major bullying. Mm-hmm. But it seems as if the victim of the bullying gets victimized twice. He's victimized by the bully. Wow. But then when the light is shined on the bullying, he's like made to feel that there's something wrong with him. He's the one oftentimes being removed from the situation, Mm. being talked to. And the bully just goes on about his business. So hopefully this, what you're doing will flip that around and make bullying not okay and not cool. And, uh, for parents of bullies as well, you know? Because I think some parents know right. that their kids are mean, right? you know? Right. And that was that's what you 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 were kind of referred to, Tara, a little bit ago, the watcher and then the parents of the bully. Tell us a little bit about what a watcher is. Yes. So I have three components, and I have a book coming out. So, Michael, you hit it on the head. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, bursting with you know, responding to that about the parents and them knowing. Michael is very astute. We found that out yesterday. (laughs) He's very astute. (laughs) And in August, (laughs) are you raising a bully? This is what my next Mm. book is about. It's a guide to raising. Are you raising one? Because I believe that and know from research and many, many years of owning a, a daycare and a preschool, I got to observe kiddos from three all the way up to, you know, 13 every day and what i know is that bullying and that trait begins in the pre-operational stage of development which is two to about three four-ish not in middle school Mm. that's where the characteristics are now showing up and behaving but that characteristic or that character trait is in the pre-operational stage and this is why we don't have the full resolution until now Uh, Because we're addressing it later on when now you have someone that is in who they're going to be. They're, you know, standing their grounds and their identity. They're confused. They are insecure. And they're kids. They have emotional and developmental things going on and taking place that they really don't know how to compartmentalize. So the behaviors show out. And unfortunately, they show out on others. So I want to say one thing to the parents. Seriously, when you see your two or three-year-old violating a pet, dragging them across the floor by the tail, or sibling rivalry, don't confuse the two. When you see the aggression on a level to intent intentionally hurt the other person, please don't put that on YouTube thinking it's funny because it's not. It's right. not cute, and this is why this be- it encourages the behavior. It's not cute when two-year-olds are doing this and and it's right. just not you're you're literally seriously shaping that behavior to continue that's one thing i wanted to say that the watcher is very important so we have the bully the watcher and i call the receiver because i don't want anyone to feel like or use the word that they are a victim they are a victor of their circumstances once they know preach and know girl what preach to do and they're shown what to do So the watcher is very important because he's the one who is not being violated. Don't you find that interesting? It's in my book. Why doesn't the bully bully him, right? He's not even doing the bullying, but he is a bystander that is watching. The bully chooses his his person that he's going to violate 
by them being withdrawn or them not having a lot of friends or that this is a typical psyche behind the bully and, and who he chooses to victimize, mm. right? But the watcher is watching. You're taking video. You're all in that time. You could be calling someone over to stop someone from getting. There was a little boy in California who was outside with a lot of kids and they're leaving out. And another child comes up, he's 13, comes up, punches him in the face. But before that incline of the punch and the behavior, there's a lot of back and forth. There's kids laughing and, and, and filming. Those are the watchers. And then the boy got punched. He fell down, hit his head on the concrete, and he's no longer with us. He did not have to die. He did not have to mm. die. So the watcher is important. See, once again, this is taken too lightly. Oh, you know, it's just kids horsing around. That is not horsing around someone who hits their head on concrete and is no longer alive at 13. How is that horsing around? Right. So the watcher is very, very important. That's why there's a special place in the app for them that if the person who's being victimized cannot get to their phone, the watcher can get to their phone. He has his own little place in there, his own account, and he can video and it goes still to admin, which is really, really awesome because most of the time we get the aftermath when they record something, right? We see right. it running down social media an hour later and then the child dies a week later or dies on the day or doesn't not... It does not always have to be the death, but I'm bringing that up because we need to be edgy about this. It's right. no more pushing right. it under the rug. This is why it's still happening. And the numbers are not accurate. It's way more than what a, a 2,500 per year. That is not accurate. We just had 18 once again in just one state in Nevada since mm. the pandemic. Wow. So that's what I, I would like to say You know, to parents. When you see these aggressive behaviors, when they're little, yes, the little sass here and there, it's funny, the sarcasm, but when you see them, you know, pulling the cat by the tail intentionally, not, you know, children will investigate and things like that, right. but right. I'm talking to stick things up cats' noses and in their behinds. We, we hear it all in, in child development. That's something different, but I'm talking about stepping on a cat, hitting a dog, throwing things to make them hurt. If you do not address that in that time frame, just look out because you're allowing that behavior. And if we don't address it once again in that pre-operational stage, guess what? It goes to middle right. school. Then it goes to young adult, high school, college. And then you have corporate people in, in powerful mm -hmm. positions that bully people in the corporate workforce. So wow. didn't, I, didn't I tell you that, that she was going to bring it? You did. She, you did. You I did. told you she yeah. was going to bring it. Yeah. Wow, this is this is excellent, excellent stuff. And I usually I wanted to, I forgot to tell you guys that we have a curriculum. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I just don't want to forget That's that okay. I want the world to know. Yeah. You know, the app it 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 puts the band-aid on the bleeding, so to speak, and it's huge and it's wonderful and it will save lives. But as a developmental therapist, I say what now maintains that behavior? Because mm -hmm. we can stop it, right, in that moment in time. But what's the long-term maintenance on this? So we have a curriculum now, and it's it's so exciting, too. This is also cutting edge. It is um, an empathy-based experiential 
curriculum. And this curriculum could be used in schools, group homes, convalescent homes for elders. There's tons of exercises and things to redirect negativity in the brain. It's, it's cutting edge once again, and it also couples the app. So now we have, we're putting the Band-Aid, we're stopping the bleeding. Now we're healing the wound through the long-term effects of redirecting that behavior. And then we have a healed society and we can redirect and we can deter the bully because he knows he's going to be put on front street, but we can heal him. He's the culprit, but who's raising him? Right. No, nothing against parents. You may have a babysitter introducing him to behaviors or a sibling, an older sibling, bullying a, a younger sibling. Remember, we do not come out the womb with hate. And that goes for racial, any hate on the planet. Hate is a learned behavior. You do not come out like mm. that. So we cannot be mad at him. We need to be mad at the behavior and we need to fix it. And that's just the bottom line. Wow. I'm, I'm ready to call up an offering. Ooh, you was preaching right there for a minute. <laughs> this is some. This is some. Well, we have a nonprofit organization. <laughs> we definitely. And I got your your text about the um, the app uh, party, so I'm going to forward that out to as many people as I can. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Kim. Yeah, love your passion. Love your passion. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you during this pandemic, and we ask everyone this? During this pandemic, have you personally picked up any new hobbies or any new interests, things that you do for you? <laughs> Technology. Okay. <laughs> the joke, and can you know this about me, but not any longer. You know, when you do something new, you learn something new. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid of technology. And I have, you know, my team and one of my teammates saying, Lord, her, you gave her the idea of an app because all I knew how to do was ask my kids to help me download an app. I don't know how to use them. I only use my email for emailing people. And it's so funny, but facing your fears, I call it exposure therapy in my world. I, I just did not, I was not a techie person. And not saying I'm, you know, like top notch techie right now, but I'll tell you one thing I can, I know a back end now. I know the meanings of terminologies. So I just want to say I connected to my technical side that go. I never knew that I had. And voila, look what we have because of it. The pandemic, honestly, in my opinion, has birthed a lot of people who wanted to do something yes. different or who wanted to be entrepreneurs. It gave them an opportunity to let them know that it's reachable because the distractions were shut down. Right. So technology, that's an answer to that's a good answer. Wow. So Tara, we really appreciate you coming on. I, I've learned Thank so you. much from listening Thank to you me. today. And I feel kind of kind of bad that I wasn't more aware. You know? Yeah. I just really wasn't aware that the magnitude and the impact of bullying. So I really appreciate what you're doing, how you're shedding a light on this, and how you're trying to solve the problem. So uh, Thank you. Before we let you go, tell people one more time how they can get the apps and how they can follow what you're doing. Okay. So following what I'm doing, I'm all over social media. So Bullying Buddy um, on Instagram, Bullying Buddy on Facebook, my personal Tara Lynn Towns on Instagram or, or Facebook. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. 
Um, as far as the app, uh, it is on iOS, it is on Android, it is on the tablets, both iOS, we, everything, and the watch is coming in a few weeks, so we're excited about that. So once again, it's on everything. And how you can read about everything that I spoke about and more is on bullyingbuddy.world because this is a global issue. Mm -hmm. It's not a, a .com, which is a, a, a state or, or one country issue. Um, but that's where you can read about everything. I'm also available to speak. My son, once again, Encore is available to speak. We do workshops. We have packets. We have everything. And it's all on bullyingbuddy.world. If you need someone to speak to a group of people and help them understand this subject, you need to call Tara. Thank you, Karen. Her and her son will blow you away. She is so talented. Thank you. You do so many things, but you know there's one other thing that you haven't mentioned. You also sing. I sing. I do. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a, a video out there and somewhere, don't you? We have a single. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's the name of it? It's called About Love, and we'll be releasing it shortly in September. Uh, re-releasing, should I say. But this this song I wrote uh, to Corey, mm. and it's called About Love, and it just you know proves the inspiration, a daily dose of inspiration that he gives me. And, um, and it's about being, you know, different and people loving you anyway. And I'm just so excited about that as well. What don't you do? Again, about love. What don't you do? <laughs> I don't know. Can I you cook? Busy, right? Can I you cook? Am busy. <laughs> Can you cook? Yes. I just made a pot of vegetable stew oh. soup yesterday. And the family said, what meat did you flavor this with it was amazing and i said no meat <laughs> I don't perfect know. i'm not very athletic how about that one <laughs> neither <laughs> are we yeah. join the, the club hoop, the hoop, I, I tell my daughter the hoop keeps messing me up it keeps moving right out my way. that kind of stuff right it's the hoop it's the hoop <laughs> it's the hoop it's not me it's the ball <laughs> well Sarah, mike any last words no phenomenal tara thank you so much for joining us this was wonderful good to catch up with you again and great to share this information out there to all our listeners listeners everybody tara lynn town ceo of the bullying buddy she's an author motivator inventor developmental therapist and singer and a cook and you can cook make some good soup Woo. Oh, have mercy. What more could you ask for? We love Tara. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Stop high-siding!